Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to tonight's edition of Students for Better Future Radio. I'm your host, Doreen Finkel, with Ruben Torres and Luther Mays, and we are live. Ladies and independent voters, let's just say for argument's sake that all the allegations against Donald Trump are true, okay? They're all true. Now, because of that, you vote for Hillary Clinton. And because of that, she becomes president. So once that happens, you have no right to complain about open borders, where drugs and illegals are coming in here by the thousands. You have no, you have no right to complain about ISIS coming into our country and killing innocent Americans. You have no right to complain about bad trade deals that are taking jobs out of this country and making other countries rich and making us poor. You have no right to complain about Obamacare when your premiums go up 30, 40, and 50 percent. You have no right to complain about the economy, which stinks and will only get worse because Hillary Clinton is going to raise taxes and slap more regulations on business. You have no right to complain about judges, Supreme Court judges that she will nominate that will shred the Constitution, that will get rid of the First and Second Amendment, which is the freedom of speech and the right to bear arms. You have the right to complain about none of it. None of it. You, have the, you don't have the right to complain about lawlessness because you own it. You own all of it. You own the demise of the United States of America. So do us all a big favor. Stop voting with your emotions and start voting with your head. Trump Pence will restore America to being great. And, okay, folks, uh, welcome to tonight's show. Uh, we heard the video, uh, the tape from Scott Bayo. Ruben, what do you make of that? I'll go to you first. Scott, Scott Bayo. Uh, right on the money? Uh, yeah, he hit it right on the, I mean, he hit it right on. I, again, what I took from the debate last night was that Hillary was on defense. Donald handled himself very well, he came across very presidential, and he exposed the Clintons again. He has been the only candidate, Republican candidate, in the last 12 years that has actually gone on the attack mode against the Democrats. That's, that's what I took from that from last night. Right. So you thought he did well. Um, oh, yeah. <clears throat> And Luther, are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Um, um, I think he did well. Okay. I think I think he did well, but I think he should have attacked her on the uh, Clinton Foundation when they were talking about taxes. Because when they cash that in, she ain't gonna pay a dime to tax. So she wants to talk about the rich uh, having to pay tax. Well, if that's true, why why ain't she paying taxes? So he really had a good he had a good uh, shot at really uh, putting her to sleep last night if he'd have brought that up that Clinton Foundation. Um, but other than uh, that, so he did think, absolutely fantastic. He did fantastic beyond that. Uh, I'm going to bring on our guest. Uh, his name is Judge Reed. Um, he has a lot of expertise in elections and and polling. Welcome to the show, Judge. Thank you very kindly. Welcome, Judge. Uh huh. And um, let's go to the polls because I know this is your study. Um, How accurate are these polls? Oh, I think they're very artificial. I think the liberal news media is attempting to prime the vote into believing that uh, Hillary is so far ahead, and therefore you should vote and be with the winner and ignore Trump. I think that's their master plan. But the realities, if you take a look at uh, some of the other uh, indicators, Hillary's having a hard time getting two or 300 people out to her rallies and is having to pay cash to bus in people to sit in the empty chairs and cheer for her. Meanwhile, <laughs> Trump is putting together personal appearances with ten and 20,000 in attendance. So people are voting with their feet to the candidates' uh, rallies. Not only that, more people are following, following Trump 
on um, Facebook than Hillary and on Twitter. So all things uh, put together, while the news media is all the crown Hillary, that may be a very surprise election, like 1948 when the New York Times printed that Thomas Dewey had already won the presidential election, and that was the headline that Harry Truman was waving around the next day. So I think that there's a very strong indication that with the millions of Democrats that have crossed the line into the Republican Party and registered to vote as Republicans just because of Trump, that we are building a landslide. Wow. See, I I didn't know that. Um, And that is actually good to hear. I have a question for for the judge. Sure. Okay. Do you, Judge Reed, uh, do you believe or do you see a parallel uh, or a comparison to what happened with the uh, Brexit, uh, with the U.K., the vote in the U.K.? uh, Precisely. uh, Yeah. Yeah, the, actually leaving leaving the U the EU because before a couple of months before the EU vote, everyone was predicting that that e, the um, they would never win. Uh, the UK would stay permanently in the EU, and it, it turned out to that they lost. Well, I think that the parallels are very similar in as much as those who wanted to stay in the European Union in England uh, were surprised at the anti-establishment reaction of the people. And that is a foreshadowing of what's happening here in the United States. Democrats, Republicans alike are sick and tired of the status quo and the uh, establishment personalities on both sides of the aisle. In fact, you know, I've been a Republican candidate on several occasions. I was uh, nominated by the Republican Party to be county executive of Jackson County, Missouri. You would call that Kansas City. And also twice to be state senator. So in my viewpoint, the leadership of the Republican Party, as is evidenced by the Speaker of the House, is much too cozy with the Democrats. They are not in the face of Obama. They have not even so much as impeached any of Obama's inner circle. And that includes the IRS gal that was in charge of the exempt organizations that was allowed to resign instead of go to prison. Same thing for the attorney general. He was censored by Congress in contempt of Congress. He was allowed to resign, and they even confirmed the new attorney general, which is just as bad as the first guy was. I think that America is so sick and tired of the establishment of both parties that they want to throw out the old faces and buy into the new faces. For instance, we just had in August a state primary election in Missouri in the Republican Party. We nominated a governor, lieutenant governor, secretary of state, attorney general, and state treasurer. Of the five statewide officials, only one has ever held public office before. So the people are turning to other people, not to life for politicians. Hmm. That is so interesting. Uh, and so uh, with the Democratic Party, um, that's why I wonder why they didn't push Bernie Sanders. Because well, he, he was he a been... self-announced socialist. And usually anyone who is accused of being a socialist is the kiss of death in an American election. And rightfully so. Margaret Thatcher said the trouble with socialism is uh, eventually they run out of other people's money. Correct. Yep. Uh, uh, Go ahead. Uh, Luther, did you want to ask something? Um, Yeah, I've been saying it for two years. I've been saying it on Facebook for two years. We need new people. The people of this country want business people. They no longer trust the politicians and both these parties. I don't consider them parties. I consider them a double-headed snake with a handshake. Um, People are tired of it. Well, Paul Ryan, some people call him a rhino. I call him a blue dog Democrat slash rhino. 
I don't know right. the difference between a blue dog Democrat and a, re, and a Republican, name only liberal Republican. But, so right. it's um, time that we had a virtual revolution at the polls. We need to throw out the old faces. We need to entrust our fellow citizens far more than the lifer-polished politicians. Uh, could it be that some of these po- this polling information is based upon 2012? Because I have a poll here from Real Clear Politics, um, and it says right now that Clinton and Trump are in a dead heat, tied. That you is know? true. So, so could it be that that the, their polling information comes from 2012, and they haven't, um, you know, they haven't made the adjustments as well, or? Well, I think that the polls sample people from given uh, zip codes with predisposition to be skewed pro-Democrat. So He's uh, right, polls because are I, nothing I, I more was than never, I was never called propaganda. to do a poll. Yeah. You know, I, I was, well, I was never called to do a poll. is a propaganda machine. They no longer inform us with truth. Everything they say is intended to torpedo conservatives and to puff liberals. Um, they lie. You know, and, and I don't know about Rubin or Luther. Were, were you guys ever called to do a poll, a presidential poll? Nope. No. No. There you uh, have it. But I, I, no, I, I have not. But I, I do have a couple more questions for uh, Judge Reed. Sure. Do you, do you see, uh, do you see a, a, an impact that Gary okay, Johnson will, would be making because I'm a, I'm a strong believer that if he gets 10 to 12 percent off the vote, uh, he's going to take votes away from um, Hillary Clinton. True. That's number one. Uh, yes, I, I think yeah. so. Now, number two is confirm if this is true. Um, a lot of the pollsters are predominantly is dominated by left-wing um, organizations. Well, uh, the news media and their polling lapdogs are part of a propaganda machine the size of uh, Adolf Hitler's uh, Department of Public Enlightenment and Propaganda that Joseph Goebbels was in charge of. We are not getting honest reporting. They are concealing... For instance, why isn't the, the mainstream media focused on the WikiLeaks that show all of Hillary's criminality? You know, yeah, they are ignoring they're real news. Yes, yeah, they're an extension of the Democratic Party. You know, except right. yeah, except maybe for for Fox, but I know CNN and MSNBC is all an extension of that party. They they probably the want only to be hired. We're ever going to break up the news cartel is to uh, issue broadcasting licenses that cannot be renewed. In other words, when it expires, CNN is out of business. Instead, Mm -hmm. their frequency would be awarded by lottery to someone else who paid a $100 filing fee and is in a position then to uh, pocket the money from the Super Bowl ads. Oh, boy. We do not need a standing news media that's in bed with one party. And the only way we're going to solve that problem is to cut its head off. Uh, Okay, I do want to mention to our listeners um, that our our interface is uh, having issues tonight, so I do apologize, and the tech is working on it. Um, So, you you know, you might see static in here or, or whatnot. Um, and again, if you call in, the call-in number is 646-915-8117, and press 1, and then you can ask a question, and you'll be in the queue. That's 646-915-8117. Um, okay, so back to you, Judge. The other thing that I'm concerned about is on Election Day, the the integrity of the machines as well, and voter fraud is also a concern of mine. 
the the entire voting process in states that have no paper trail is a problem. And we need to abolish election machines where there is no paper trail. Uh, the oh, whole process needs to have the bedrock of paper ballots to fall back on. And they can be machine read, just like we have these student tests where you circle A, B, C, D with a lead pencil, pencil and uh, completely colored in, but we still have that piece of paper that can be read a second time and uh, uh, therefore verify the first result. Uh, okay, because we have instances here, particularly on Princeton University, where the voter would vote for one candidate and then it would register for another because the professors there told me they put a virus in the machine to test it. Right. That, this so, is typical. So how do we that? That was true that? also when Romney was running. There was machines that were failing to register the intent of the voter instead was uh, voting as programmed, uh, you know, for the Democrats. This is all election fraud, just as uh, we've got states such as Wisconsin where you can register to vote on election day at the polls and without an ID. Well, that's right for criminal um, voter fraud. So naturally, yeah. out of Chicago, they drive a few miles north to the Wisconsin state line <laughs> and start voting in different precincts under different names, and all they have to bring is photocopies of utility bills and vote in whatever name is on that utility bill. Um, okay, you know, so we're getting you know, some static here. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know, Judge, Judge uh, yes. Reed, I, I brought up that same scenario on our program on Tuesday and also on Monday. Because I have friends in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, predominantly yes. a very Republican conservative uh, town. And and one of my uh, my friends there, she said to me, you know, they, they bust in all these people from Illinois. Right. Because they have that, like as you said, they can register to vote on that very same day. So they had loads of buses, tons of buses, Going into Lake Geneva, and, and it came that it came close to Romney losing that predominantly conservative Republican town. And look at Woods County, Ohio. In 2012, Ohio was a swing state, and it was critical for Obama to win Ohio. So in Woods County, Ohio, they certified that 108 percent of the eligible registered voters voted in that election. So. 108% is on its face voter fraud. There's never more than 100%. So where did these extra voters come from? Well, we know that uh, you can get a list of registered voters from the election authority, the frequent voters list, and you can also get the total voters list. If you call out the frequent voters, what you got left is the guys that are registered to vote the hardly ever vote. And those are the ones that are ripe for the voter fraud people to apply for absentee ballots and to otherwise vote in the names of other people who are not expected to vote. Sorry. Uh, okay. Uh, we do have other callers on the line. Uh, if you want to ask a question, uh, go ahead. Um, you, you can just say, uh, you know, I want to ask a question and then we'll let you in or also press one on the, on the queue. Um, so anyhow, Judge, getting back to you, um, and, and this election day thing. Um, go back to Al Gore and, Pre and President Bush. Okay, oh, yeah. and then we had hanging chads and all that. You know, well, and yeah. we went in, through all in Florida. In Florida, the Democrats filed lawsuits to have uh, recounts in certain counties that were heavily Democrat. And in the lawsuits that went to the U.S. Supreme Court, the court ruled that the request to have a recount in certain jurisdictions that were cherry-picked only was not proper, that the only recount that would be valid would be a statewide recount. So also, Congress has, by law, provided a day that each state must certify who the electoral college members are from that state. And that date had passed. 
and that left the Republican Secretary of State certification of the George W. Bush uh, Electoral College as the one that the Supreme Court accepted. Wow. Uh, now, that was very good. By the way, thank you for mentioning that. Because the Democrats are now condemning Donald Trump for not verifying that he would accept the election blind, you know, without even any consideration whether or not there has been evidence or expectations of uh, voter fraud, election fraud, buying votes, uh, machines that don't register the intent of the voters, et cetera, all of which are ripe for litigation or criminal uh, prosecution. So in all of those cases, it's very reasonable to do what Al Gore did and file to contest the election. And that's not un-American. That is not being a chump. Correct. Uh, now, Judge, Judge Reed, early yes. voting early voting has been a key factor in Donald Trump's success in the primary. And I think it's going to be the same in the general election. According to, to uh, information I've received, uh, and, I, and I've read, and I think, uh, I, I think it's and people that I've spoken to in the state of Florida, Donald Trump has taken a huge lead in Florida over, over Hillary. Do you see that being a point of, uh, of success for uh, his campaign? I think so, especially if the Democrats were planning on pulling the October surprise of uh, women coming forward and making allegations that they were sexually molested by Trump, everyone that's already <laughs> voted early will not change their minds. So right. people who are dedicated to a particular candidate and want to vote early, it's a vote in the bank for that candidate. Good, yeah. And yeah. by the way, uh, I think that uh, Trump – instead of standing there and taking the hits from all the questions about uh, the groping of women, et cetera, should have turned it around and said, you know, Hillary, everybody knows your husband is a philanderer and a womanizer, but tell me, who's had sex with more women, your husband or you as a lesbian? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Uh (laughs) But that's right. If you want to talk about my sexual proclivities, Hillary, That opens the door to examine your long history. In fact, when you take a look at uh, Chelsea and a look at her putative father, uh, Hubble, from your law firm, they both have the same lips now, don't they? Right, right. (laughs) Right, right. Um, Well, you know, I I, I think Donald Donald would have done that a couple of years ago. I think he restrained himself from, from actually doing that. Well, well good guys finish last in presidential politics when the nasty yes. people are an ongoing criminal enterprise. Right. Well, he, he the Clintons not only have the infamous Clinton Foundation, but Bill Clinton had a second Clinton Foundation that he set up and looted uh, for the donations to the Haiti disaster, the, the uh, earthquake. So they have multiple Clinton Foundations that are being looted. Right, but but I think I think we have to give again, like I said, I indicated earlier, we have to give Donald Trump a lot of credit because he has come out and exposed the real Clintons. Who are Hillary and Bill, and what is the Clinton Foundation, a criminal enterprise? I don't think any other Republican out there would would have would have done what he has done in these three debates. Well, I agree with you. Um, he has done phenomenally well. He was the one that got uh, Obama to release the forged uh, White House copy of the birth certificate from Hawaii that has multiple typing fonts in it and is obviously <laughs> a forgery on yeah. a base, according to the sheriff of Maricopa County, Arizona. So, Judge Reed, can, yes. I, can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Yes. Uh, Hi, my name is uh, Joe Foster. Uh, I have a question um, specifically about the illegality involved with the Clinton Foundation. Would it be possible to bring a civil uh, RICO suit against that uh, that 
organization. And what would it take I think it's very. That? I think it's ripe for a civil RICO action. Uh, what would be the best? What would be the best way ahead in order to do that? Well, in order to prove RICO, the racketeering corrupt organization statute, there's a list of federal and state criminal offenses that you have to charge the perpetrators with. And you have to get a pattern of misconduct with any three of the listed state and federal felonies, including fraud. Well, we got more than three counts now, don't we? And homicide is another count, okay, that's on the uh, state and federal list of racketeering. In my viewpoint, let me set the stage for a moment, and it's Benghazi. We have an ambassador on the phone, help, we're under attack, send help, correct? Mm -hmm. Now, let me contrast this to the situation where, for example, an American housewife who's watching television while in the bedroom the baby is crying for nine hours and being ignored. Finally, when the... uh, go into the bedroom, discover the baby has died by inhaling vomit, we indict and try that mother for the criminal negligence and reckless disregard for human rights. For the people in the White House to have knowledge of the cries of the ambassadors, send help, were under attack, and do nothing, they were the housewife watching soap operas while the baby was dying in its own vomit. So, we have the homicide of the four victims in Benghazi, which are all indictable under RICO criminally and civilly for um, the racketeering on the civil side. So you got four homicides and unlimited numbers of fraud. You got influence peddling and uh, uh, play for pay for Hillary. And she's using the Clinton Foundation as a piggy bank, and they're only spending 10% on real charity and keeping 90%. Now, we know now that Chelsea is the vice chairman of the Clinton Foundation. Now we know how she got a $30 million apartment in um, New York City. Now, how could she possibly qualify for a loan? She was a know-nothing college kid that didn't have a history of having a job. So how did she get a $30 million loan? Well, we've since discovered they're paying her $900,000 out of the Clinton Foundation to be vice chairman. So that itself is an IRS situation. That's an unreasonable salary for an out-of-college know-nothing can't find her butt with both hands. The IRS language is that none of the organization's uh, treasury shall, quote, inure to the benefit of a private person. So we have massive inurement in the way of either both salary, perhaps even the loan itself to the apartment came from the Clinton Foundation, and if so, will it ever be repaid? I doubt it. Um, um, I guess there's a, follow, a quick follow-up. Do you detect any constitutional infractions by the Clintons in this uh, scenario? Go ahead, well, uh, Actually, yes. I think that the Clintons are co-conspirators with the Obamas on this. And let's talk about constitutional law for a moment. We know that the president is commander-in-chief. We know that statutes have created the Department of Defense and made the Secretary of Defense uh, second only to the President for military matters. But it was not the President or the Secretary of State, or of Defense rather, that ordered the military to stand down during the Benghazi attack. It was Valerie Jarrett, the President's um, Special Advisor for Intergovernment Affairs. So she's supposed to be working with counties and cities and states and the federal government as uh, Obama's assistant, but she's giving military orders to the Army and the Navy as though she was the Commander-in-Chief or the Secretary of Defense. I see. Um, it looks like it may be fertile ground for somebody then. Is that, is that a safe statement? Well, Say again. I, think, I think that um, there's vast open questions about Obama's uh, constitutional qualifications to be president of the United States that still remain. 
Now, the U.S. Constitution says that if the president shall die or become incapacitated or fail to qualify, then the vice president-elect shall take the term of office of the president-elect. That means that the real president of the United States for the last eight years has been Joe Biden. (laughs) And that means they have to unwind all the laws that have been signed? (laughs) Yeah. I think so. I think everything that the imposter has signed is void on its face. Scary. Uh, Yes, it is. Uh, Luther, did you want to get in? Uh, Yeah, you know, I don't know. uh, He's just uh, should have been impeached a long time ago. He's uh, these people have broke more laws and it's just unbelievable that they're getting away with it. Well, let's let's take a look at the reality. They put the governor of Illinois in prison, didn't they, for his attempt to sell Obama's former seat in the U.S. Senate. So they put the seller of the seat in in prison. But what about the buyers? We know that there were three people bidding on that U.S. Senate seat, and one was Jesse Jackson Jr., who was a congressman and since got convicted of felony, and he's out of the House, and Valerie Jarrett wanted that Senate seat, and that bid was submitted by Ram Emanuel, who was chief of staff in the White House and now mayor of Chicago. If we put in prison the guy for selling the seat, how comes we didn't indict the guys who were bidding to buy? Well, well, uh, Donald, Donald brought up a good point yet last night. He said a four-star general is going to, pr- yes. is going to prison for something similar to what she did. And you know it's it, it's so basically blatantly how 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 they basically are above the law. The Clintons are above the law. They they well, do whatever Petraeus, they want. for instance, was uh, pled guilty to a count of taking his um, uh, daily diary out of the office and home, where he allowed his uh, biographer to read his daily appointment diary, and she had a security clearance. Now contrast this with Hillary Clinton, who had a private server that was loaded with uh, uh, secret, top secret and classified information. She turned it over to her law firm, who did not have classifications for secret clearance, and they cherry-picked which one of the emails to turn over to the government and then presided over the destruction of the uh, server, which is um, obstruction of justice. And the whole thing was under subpoena to the Congress. It's a federal felony to obstruct Congress. And, again, it's obstruction of justice because it was under subpoena. Do you believe Hillary has a long time history of failing to obey subpoenas. All the way back to her White House years for the Whitewater investigation, her financial records were under subpoena, and she failed to disclose and produce the records for several years, and finally they were, quote, found, unquote, in an end table in the residence of the White House by Vince Foster, deputy White House counsel, who surrendered the documents. Later, he turns up dead in a federal park, shot in the head, but he it was said to be suicide, but there was insufficient blood at the scene to substantiate that he killed himself there. And the gun was still in his hand, by the way, which never happens. If someone shoots themselves in the in the head, they drop the gun or involuntarily throw it away. You just don't lay down neatly with the gun in your hand, and a head wound produces so much blood, it's a question why the ambulance attendants didn't even bother to put on the rubber gloves when they put him in the body bag. So, deal deal. Can I see something? Elsewhere and then dumped in the park. Yes, go ahead, Luther. Well, they said that he was dead at 12 o'clock. They found him at 6 o'clock in the park. And his body wasn't it wasn't even imploded, ninety something degrees. He didn't die. He, right. didn't, he didn't die at twelve o'clock. He died probably three o'clock. And the word has it he died. He, he uh, died in the brothel, where they take all their their whores and their prostitutes. And there was a big pile of blood. But when a person went back to look, the carpeting was gone, but the stain was still there. There you go. So well, we he have didn't so many. Kill himself in that park. If we took a look at the Clinton family as a crime cartel, if we had any sort of litigation in a uh, uh, civil side of RICO, uh, there are so many potential crimes to delve into 
uh, that uh, it's astounding. The Clintons' worst no. enemy is their cover-up. They don't. They're, they they may every time they try to cover it up, it's worse. But yet, uh, they're, because they're, they have to cover up for the cover-up. Yeah. That's what you're trying well, to say. Watergate. One big blackmail situation. Blackmailing. Um, in yeah. regards to the Foster thing, uh, I'm just reading here. It says a draft resignation was found torn into 27 pieces in his briefcase. And the letter contained a list of complaints, including the Wall Street Journal journalist editors lie without conscience and saying, I was not meant for the job or the spotlight of the public life in Washington. Here, ruining people is considered sport. So that's what was found at his investigation. And I believe that there was 11 or 12 people's fingerprints on that letter, too. It had been well passed around. Yes. So, and then there's been subsequent investigations in there. And I don't know if they, did they ever really come to the conclusion that, did they make that conclusion that he committed suicide? Or, because here it's oh, yeah, he the official line. Yeah, that's the official line is that he committed suicide. But like the Warren Commission report, might as well start with the phrase once upon a time. Right. By the way, let's also remember how closely associated Hillary was when her husband was president. She publicly endorsed uh, Bill Clinton's decision to give two nuclear reactors to the North Koreans from which they made their atomic bombs. Yes. The Congress was screaming, no, don't give them reactors. They will make atomic weapons. And, of course, the Clintons, Hillary and Bill, said, oh, no, this is going to be for peaceful electric uses. And, of course, we know that they really did make the bombs. We also know that Bill Clinton gave the Red Chinese the license for the GPS-guided missile guidance systems for nuclear missiles. Yep, Laurel. Yep. So, you know, uh, this is parallel to Hillary's decision to arm the Syrian rebels which included the al-Nusra front of the al-Qaeda terrorists, which are lawful enemies of the United States. So Hillary Clinton has a long history of arming the lawful enemies of the United States. The people, the army in um, Korea, U.S. Army, still draw combat pay because there's still a state of war between the North Koreans and the South Koreans, who are our allies. And the Clintons gave atomic weaponry to the North Koreans, and Hillary gave weapons to the al-Qaeda group in Syria. They arm the enemy. This pales in comparison to the worst thing they said about uh, Trump is that he's got a loose mouth and he speaks ill of women. Well, uh, let's see. He says bad things, and she gives nuclear weapons to the enemy. Uh Uh-huh. Which is worse? (laughs) Uh, right. Judge, <laughs> Judge, uh, what, yes. what, in your in your experience and and what you've seen, do you believe or do you have an idea that the the reason the Clintons are so feared by so many politicians in Washington is the reason they get away with with murder? Because they murder. I would answer that one. They have a lot of information, a lot of dirty information uh, on all these politicians. Yeah. Uh, but, 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 and and Ruben, Ruben, but they leave a, a trail of unanswered um, questions. Like one of the things that we're doing in human trafficking and came up was the, uh, what do you say, Mina Airport? Back yes, in Arkansas? Arkansas. Yes. Correct. The Mina and the, Airport, the I've been two, there. Yeah. And that was a major drug uh, smuggling port into rural Arkansas with respect to the CIA supervised uh, drug operation for the Contras. Right. Yes. If, if you, and, yes. And are you familiar with the two boys who passed, um, who were killed there? Yeah, not the railroad Don, tracks. Uh, Yes. Yeah. Don, uh, Don Henry and Kevin Ives. Um, 
Yeah, they I saw things case. that they were not allowed to see, and they were murdered. They were, yes. And yes. that case has never been solved. And, um, you know, and it won't be. Ruben, Ruben knows me by now. Okay, I, we go the nine yards, and we talk to people, and I've talked to people involved in that case. And, um, you know, and they sent us something over here. And... You know, and when you read through it, I can tell you there's corruption at the highest levels there of who benefited from those drug drops. And back then, Governor Bill Clinton, well, he was governor of Arkansas. He could have stepped in on this one particular case. Well, he was profiting from from the drug smuggling. Yes. So stepping in was not on his agenda. Right, right. And that's how how we know he was profiting from it. Oh yeah, um, I and, believe that. And Hillary's brother, on the last day of Bill Clinton's day in office, was desk dropping pardon applications and getting drug smugglers pardoned, if you remember right. And he was pocketing fifty yes. to hundred thousand dollar personal fee for everyone he got pardoned. Yes. And which, but by the way, I'd like to send a message to the moms and and the women who are who are voting for Hillary on this. This is one of the biggest reasons why I will not vote for her. She comes off like she's all for women's issues. Well, this is a women's issue, okay? You, you, women are moms, okay? And if she, she did something like that and not went in and solved that case, then she's not good enough for me. So. And I want to send that well, message to all the other women out there. Well, well, well how can she champion women's rights when she's pocketing as fast as money uh, Islamic regimes that are stoning women, women and uh, uh, decapitating people and uh, torturing people in violation of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights? All of Sharia law violates the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. And she's right. taking money from so, these people. Mm-hmm. The leader of ISIS and, was under lock and key, and the Obama administration released them, and he quickly formed ISIS and became their caliph. Um, and, and so, you know, you, you folks here, here, okay, and you know what I do with the students. And um, if we find out you went and voted for Hillary Clinton just on that issue, you're going to hear it from Doreen Finkel in one way or another. Well, Hillary is a puppet of the Muslim Brotherhood. Her girlfriend, Huma Ahmadine, is a Muslim Brotherhood princess. Oh, okay. Uh, But, I mean, those two boys, you know, the, the parents are like crying. You know, they, they like, haven't received justice for this, you know. And about four year, four or five years ago, they finally were allowed to um, put a um, uh, candlelight ceremony, do a candlelight ceremony for them ba- back in the town, you know. And, and you know, I mean, you got to think, if this is your kid and this happens to your kid, it, it could drive you crazy, you know. Well, here, but, um, Hillary wants to flood America with lots more Syrian refugees. And let's face it, when you start putting uh, Syrians scattered among American cities, in short order, we're going to have an explosion of honor killings and stonings of women and uh, uh, beheadings of Christians and Jews and rapes of uh, children and Christian and Jewish women. It's going to happen. Well, we, we don't have to. We don't. We don't have to wait for that to happen because it's already happening in in Europe. It's happening in Switzerland. It's happening in Sweden. It's happening in in, in Denmark. It's happening in Norway. Where all everywhere they come, they bring their um, culture with them, which includes child rape. Honor killings, stoning of women. Uh, culturally, it's a nightmare. They are a dark ages people. 
How can um, she say she's protecting women's rights when uh, when she's when all it's right, it's right out in the open here what she's doing here? She's a rape enabler for Bill Clinton, covered up everything Bill Clinton's ever did, intimidated the victims, um, behind drug smuggling, um, in with the Muslims, they stone women, they rape kids, and she's for women, and people are buying <laughs> these these lies about Trump. I mean, I maybe we should maybe we should uh, uh, ask these people voting if they, they need to be able to answer a question. Do they really know what's going on? I mean, some of these people voting for Hillary, I don't even know if they know who Donald Trump is. All they're doing is collecting their check on the, the first every month and, and, and don't even know what's going on. That's very good, Luther. <laughs> Dumb and dumber. <laughs> well, oh, but Judge, we but shall let see. me ask you this. Yeah, suppose she does get in. Um, what what's going to happen in four years? What will it look like? Okay. Just as a nation. Well, the Obama administration last month, uh, ambassador to the United Nations, announced at the UN that the United States would accept uh, United Nations troops on American soil, and they would be giving federal police powers. And local commanders be authorized to use lethal force to kill Americans. So we can look forward to, uh, uh, under pretense of insurrection, they'll be inviting foreign troops to invade the United States. They'll be kicking in doors to enforce the United Nations Small Arms Treaty that the Obamunists signed but have not been ratified by the U.S. Senate that says nowhere in the whole world can a private citizen own a firearm. So I expect that these foreign troops on American soil will be going door-to-door, searching uh, houses, grabbing firearms, and if anybody protests, they'll be taken down to the train station and sent out to the American version of Auschwitz at the FEMA camps. It is rumored that the federal government bought 30,000 guillotines. I think they're at the FEMA camps. We know that no state allows decapitation as a lawful method of execution, and the federal government uses the state method. But we also know that the Muslim Brotherhood has infiltrated the White House and the Department of Homeland Security, even the Coast Guard, and the Central Intelligence Agency, and they do believe in beheading now, don't they? We will be having a revolution then. Yes, some state governors will see the presence of foreign troops on their state soil as an invasion. And some will trigger Article 1, Section 10 of the United States Constitution that says that no state shall engage in war unless actually invaded or in such imminent danger as shall not admit to delay. And these state governors, as commanders-in-chief of the state militia, will then rise up against the foreign troops. But the White House will call that insurrection, declare martial law, suspend the writ of habeas corpus, and fill up the FEMA camps. You believe that that's actually the plan? uh, I think that is the plan. That's what Obama has openly said. No, no, no. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying... It, it, it definitely will would mean that Obama would want to do that so he could stay in power. Uh, he means like well, declare martial law, right, Luther? Right, I mean, right, right um, Judge? Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I don't know if his plan is declare martial law and uh, uh, void the election. Right. Or declare martial law so a president-elect Hillary can move into the position as president with already the decrees in full force and effect, and then Hillary, who's really a puppet of the Muslim Brotherhood, uh, will do the bidding of the Muslims. And I think that uh, in the circle of um, powers behind the throne includes Obama. So... Whether he has the chair himself or controls who's in it is immaterial. Well, I think I think the key player in all of this is going to be George Soros. Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah, and I just looked at the article here. It said, yes, the U.S. government did buy 30,000 guillotines. Um, but and they some have 800 FEMA camps that are uh, concentration camps all located on railroad lines in rural areas, and they got stacked to high heaven, hundreds of thousands of dollars of plastic uh, uh, grave liner plastic coffins. And incidentally, if the um, they're made by a company called Vantage, by the way, you can see their website. If these Vantage uh, coffins do not have a casket in them, they just put bodies in there. You can put two or three adults or seven children in every one. Yeah, three adults. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Luther. Yeah, the the, uh, FEMA camps, they are definitely by the railroads. I know that to be a fact. Um, I think they should be inspected by the state. I think state prison inspectors should show up in force at the gates of the FEMA camps and take a look for themselves to see if they're set up to be death camps or not. Are there guillotines? I think possession of a guillotine, like possession of a machine gun, should be a felony offense. Yes, uh, it should be. Um, Joe, did you want to ask another question? Uh, Yeah, I was just going to say kind of a follow-up to that. You know, with the uh, with posse comitatus being all but eliminated, uh, and that I believe the uh, there are two major FEMA prison camps, one in Texas. Um, no, I take that back. There's 24 prison camps, and they were all located, I believe, on military bases. And again, the uh, uh, the uh, train lines running past there is is, is totally accurate. So I guess that the issue about the the guillotines, especially thirty thousand of them, you know, what what could be the what, what could be the scenario that something like that would be, you know, deployed? Um, is this a depopulation scenario? Um, you know, it's some scary stuff, really. Well, we always have to make provision for the worst possible scenario to be prepared for, even if. It's not the worst thing that happens, but at least we're prepared for it. The worst thing that I can see is we gave several hundred billion dollars to the Iranians and the uh, Iranian nuclear deal, and we have side agreements that are still not made public, that are still secret. What if we gave them billions of dollars to fund the occupation of the... Hmm. The occupation. That's true. Can you say that again, please? Uh, so hold on, Judge. Are we losing you? Um, hold on a second. Uh, okay, hold on a second. I think we got static in the line. Okay, Judge, are you yeah, there? Judge, are you there? He's gonna, he's gonna uh, have I'm to having trouble. Yeah, I'm having trouble with the judge's line. Um, there must be a storm or something. Okay, we're going to keep trying. Judge, are you there? Yep, I'm here. Okay, go ahead. Um, ask the question Historically, again. King Charles II was decapitated in England because he had invited Irish troops to invade Protestant England. And the Irish were Catholic, and of course Protestant England. And because uh, they invited foreign troops into England, um the king was found guilty of treason and, and beheaded. So under the U.S. Constitution, Article 1, Section 8, Congress shall raise an army and maintain a navy. Not the President of the United States has no power under the Constitution to raise an army of foreign troops. Uh, well, I guess there's an interesting sidebar here. Uh, foreign troops have actually been stationed in this country for well, probably 20 years now. They've been training, and I believe... Under the guise uh, of receiving training, that is correct. And uh, they're part of the United Nations, and um, I think a phone call from the president is all that it would take to activate the um, the process 
for using foreign troops as peace, uh, peacekeeping troops here, which again begs the issue. I mean, uh, our uh, sovereignty is sovereignty already gone, and now we're just going through the motions, or Pretty is much. something? Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, we have elected Barack Obama. He was not an American. He was born in Kenya, according to the birth certificate in the British Empire archives outside of uh, London. Then he was adopted and lived in Indonesia, and the adoption of American citizen terminates their uh, U.S. citizenship if they're adopted by a foreign national, which happened in Indonesia when Barry Sartoro was the son of the uh, next husband, his mother. So on multiple occasions, uh, even if he had U.S. citizenship, he lost it. For instance, when it was illegal for a United States citizen to travel to Pakistan, he went there. But he did not go there on a U.S. passport, probably used an Indonesian or British passport. And to do so, voided any American citizenship that he had. Plus, his name's not Obama. When he was adopted in Indonesia... His name was uh, Soratoro. There has never been a change of name lawsuit filed in any state. So the name Barack Obama is himself a uh, alias. Right. Just like the Social Security number he uses for, uh, is it Howard Bonnell of Connecticut? <laughs> well, they say, they say a Social Security number is out of Jersey. They say his social security number is out of Jersey. Thanks, Luther. <laughs> well, that's where well, the, uh, his grandmother uh, worked in a hospital. And the man from Connecticut, Mr. Bonnell, died in the hospital, and his grandmother took the social security number and gave it to the kid because she knew he was not born in the USA. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, everybody, Ruben was from New Jersey. Um, so, you know, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, what can I say? Harrison J. Bonnell. Google it. Harrison J. Bonnell, alias of, uh, uh, Barack Obama. (laughs) Judge, Judge, I have a question question for you in regards to the, uh, something that, that was brought up last, uh, last night at the debate by Donald Trump. The six billion dollars that was missing, or is missing, when Hillary was the Secretary of Defense. Yeah, Hillary lost six billion dollars in cash. Right. Yeah, that's so. Wrapped pallets of hundred dollar bills, they're gone. And she smiled about it last night. Yeah, she never really answered that question last night. She smiled. She smiles. Imagine that. She smiles and laughs. Yep. Wow. Um, okay, uh, folks, we're, we're running out of time. Um, and I want to tell everybody, Tuesday night's discussion is um, on cultural Marxism, and the, we're going to bring in the Weimar Republic. Um, and, you know, and actually what we're seeing today in the United States is pretty similar to the Weimar Republic. And our guest, um, Joe, is on the line, right, Joe? Um, Joe, can you hear me? Yes, uh, I'm okay. here. Okay. Um, so we're going to be talking about the cultural Marxism that has um, uh, spread throughout Western society like a cancer and, um, you know, what you can do about it and, you know, just how dangerous it is. Um, so, again, uh, we are out of time. And, Judge, as always, yep. thank you for joining us. Thank and, you. Thank um, for inviting me. Luther, yes. it's been a slice of heaven uh, talking with you. Yep. What's yes. That? Uh, and, and before you go, Judge, um, yep. who's going to win November 8th? Oh, well, I think that uh, Trump is going to win by a landslide. Okay, here we go. There's still a lot more WikiLeaks to uh, be released that are damning to Hillary. All right. Um, 
So, um, okay, folks, until Tuesday, um, God bless. we are out. God bless. And God bless, yes, God bless everybody. And thank you, Uh-oh. and have a good night. All right, have a good yep. weekend. Thank you all. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you.